You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome, everybody. It is John Pollock, a very special edition of Up Next, where I am the guest. And being joined uh, is me by the regular hosts, Braden Harrington, and live from New York, he's Davey Boy Portman. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, boy. Davey, you sound so close, yet you are so far. How was your trip down to Brooklyn and... Night number one of your three consecutive nights of WWE wrestling. It's been eventful. It's very warm. So I feel like being stitched up in this Airbnb I've bought um, because it said it has air con. And when it says it has air con, it means there's a tiny AC box in one of the rooms. And it's not in all of the rooms. And New York's hotter than Toronto is right now. So, so you're you can imagine how it can be. So your Airbnb is lit. It's terrible. Do you, know, um, do you want to know why I'm on this show? Because I can tell you, Davey, that it sounds like you got air conned. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. We're done. We're done here. It was a fine show, everybody. Go check it out on the WWE Network. That's it. We'll uh, chat with you. Uh, Thursday up next. Great. <laughs> well, uh, I didn't even have um, Wi-Fi until about an hour ago. Nice. Um, Again, I, I got this Airbnb because it said it would have Wi-Fi, and it I turned up and it didn't have Wi-Fi. Lies. So I've been on to Anne, our lovely landlord lady. Um, at least she got this sorted. But I am I am sweating away in a in a depressing Johnny Gargano T-shirt right now. <laughs> oh boy! Well, we're gonna get to there because we we knew what Davey was wearing because we got to see him on tonight's broadcast. You were on TV, mate. I'm famous. You're famous. Yes. You you texted me right before the Kyrie Zane match, Kyrie Zane match, and you said I'm trying to get into her entrance near the ramp. And I I said this out loud to John, and then we're watching, and there you are saluting her off into into battle, 
and then yep. victory. Did you cry? Uh, we'll get to that bit. All right, all right. <laughs> well, if you are listening to this show, we have we have posted our takeover post show on both the up next. Uh, iTunes feed, RSS feed, as well as the post-wrestling uh, RSS feed. So if you happen to be listening to Braden and Davey for the first time, post-wrestling listeners, make sure you tune in each Thursday for these two as we document their lives now living together. And of course, you can subscribe to Up Next on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. So go subscribe. They have their own feed. And make sure you check out these fine gentlemen beyond just these takeover specials. They are here each and every Thursday, a uh, regular rotation here hey, at NXT Post Wrestling. NXT is great. NXT has been so much fun for us to be watching. Like this is, it's been the best it's ever been in my opinion. And if you uh, maybe haven't followed that show, definitely check us out because we have a ball watching all these great matches this this year alone. It's been fun. I love doing it, and we're roommates, so you should you know listen to our stupid antics. Davey, tell me a bit about uh, kind of what was. What was the crowd like as you entered into the arena? You did not make it there for the pre-show, which uh, I guess you missed the prior two matches uh, that are going to be airing this week that you guys can chat about on television. But what was the audience like kind of going into this? There was a lot of buzz for this show that this could be the best takeover to date based on what was on paper for this show. Was that kind of uh, the mood in the arena as you guys were entering? The audience is always fun. Um, So there's... As I as I mentioned uh, on up next this week, there's a bar I go to before these shows called McMahon's. It's it's right by the Barclays Center, and it happens to be called McMahon's, which is very fitting. And uh, all the wrestling fans go there. Um, I got to meet our competition winner, Mike, uh, yes. great guy. He he bought me a beer. He he said he's in a band and like. Uh, he was talking. He, he's a bartender as well, so wow. he was talking to me about See, the internet beers. is a wonderful place. Yeah, so he he got me a a Jameson shot with Aperol, and I I don't like either of those things, but uh, <laughs> together it it was kind of nice. Um, uh, I gave him some post wrestling stickers, but basically it, Fair it's treat. always it's always very uh, hyper beforehand. So everyone's like just singing all the uh, entrance themes. They're just chanting. Yes, and Rusev Day and Johnny Gargano and whatever. Um, so it's and it's the first show of the weekend. It kind of dies out all these trips by by like SmackDown. Like people are kind of like, oh, we're sad. still doing this. Um, but it's it's the first show of the weekend, and everyone's up for it. Um, so yeah, the uh, the buzz was good. Um, I would say on paper it's it's been one of the best takeovers. I wouldn't say the buzz going in was as close to some of the other ones I've been to. I don't know. Sure. Maybe it's because it's uh, Gargano Champa three. I don't know. It's it seems slightly tamer than usual, but people were still uh, people were still hyped for it. Mm-hmm. And, and seemed like it was full in the Barclays Center. It looked rammed. Yeah, it it was. I'm, we were we were playing sort of ticket roulette, so basically we got uh, kind of screwed over with StubHub with our tickets. So, um, but you I, made I, it. You made it to so close. You were yeah in the ramp. So I've not got tickets to any of the events this this weekend, which um, I didn't mention when we were doing the competition because I'm I I'm going with some friends of mine. So we were we were basically every sort of ten fifteen minutes we were 
Looking up tickets. Searching up StubHub again, and we're watching them get slashed and slashed and slashed. And eventually we got the tickets we got, which put us... Floor seats are weird because they're they're great because you might have seen some of the photos I posted. Like, you can get incredible photos, but the actual matches... Right. You can't, un, unless you're front row, really, you're, you're so detached because it's really... I think the 100 is the way to go. It's so hard to actually watch the actual wrestling on the floor if you're, unless you're the first two or three rows. Um, so I'm I'm sure you're you're about to remind me of stuff that happened that I you maybe didn't see. I missed. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy from how close I was. But yeah, we played ticket roulette. We got good seats. Um, but yeah, it was it was buzzing. Like everyone seems excited for it, which is cool. Well, one of the positives about this show is that Braden arrived at my place here at Post Office West uh, just after 6 p.m. Eastern time during the pre-show. And unlike uh, with SummerSlam, where I'm going to be feeling exhausted by the end, that does not feel all that long ago, Braden. No. You and I have just been hanging out for about two, three hours. We had and some it pizza. Is, it's, uh, we had some pizza Sapporo. together. A lot of fun. We were chilling. Uh, the well, pre- where, where did you get the pizza from? I we got it ask. from this local place called Albany Pizza. We got an order from it. It was pretty good. Yes. And I learned you- a, a major thing about Braden, and that is there are two types of people in this world. Uh, people that have olives on their pizza and people oh. that are normal. And yeah. Braden is an olive eater. Hey, at least I didn't put well, pineapple that, on it. That's what you said to me. You you hate olives. I was talking about Caesars. You don't do Caesars. You don't do olives. You don't. You don't. Oh do yeah, Caesars. I don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe I, maybe I, there's people that do olives, and then there's John Pollock. You know. I eat oh wow. wow. I, I I see. I've clearly offended Davy as well. So <laughs> you, know, you two are both nuts. We we bought a, a like a, pa- a pack a jar of olives and in two oh, days God. in our in two days living together it was already gone oh so, so I, i'm not that was be... mainly due to dirty martinis yeah oh, it was 100 <laughs> due to the dirty martinis however the pizza was very good though albany pizza if you try it out uh you recommend i recommend definitely and you guys are close enough they deliver to your place soon, okay cool soon we'll, we'll do it. all be getting some uh, deep dish pizza maybe Possibly. yeah absolutely right chicago yes chicago is coming up that's in two weeks uh the pre-show uh you will we, we got to give uh, Davy, the whole rundown of this uh, this, was, this pre-show, yeah. like nothing happened on this pre-show. We had Charlie Caruso with Sam Roberts and Pat McAfee, a formal, former football player with Barstool Sports. And I know he's done these panels before. This was my first time seeing him. And he was like a lot of energy to take immediately. By the end of it, though, he came off to me as he was like the uh, like a lost descendant of Don West. Yes. He kind of grew on me throughout this pre-show and is just so polar opposite to Sam Roberts, who seems so calm in the role. And Pat McAfee, who's in – he showed up. He was like in these shorts. He's wearing short shorts. And and is going like beat red in his face as he's uh, talking about these matches tonight. He was blown away that all these matches tonight are being given away for free. He thought this card was just so deep. Uh, William Regal joined them for a very serious segment to talk about Aleister Black and – was just trying to put over how Aleister Black's injury could set the WWE off course for 10 to 15 years. It could have major effects uh, coming out. And then if you were live at the Barclays Center, uh, the two matches they taped were the uh, Pete Dunne-Zach Gibson match that'll air Wednesday for the UK title and Bianca Belair taking on Deanna Perrazzo. So tune in Thursday. Uh, you two will be discussing those. But we'll do the Brooklyn Hangover. The Brooklyn Hangover, yes. It which takeovers. it sounds like it was... a. Uh, We'll right. just talk about Art Attack and Power Rangers again. Yeah, yeah, that's what we just find other random things to talk about <laughs> on those episodes. 
First match of the night, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong taking on Tyler Bate and Trent Seven for the NXT tag titles. Uh, certainly a hotly anticipated match. So the audience sounded incredible at the start of this as uh, Trent Seven has the knee brace on playing off of their television match when the towel was thrown in. And this time around, they kind of shifted the story to focus on Tyler Bate's knee as the Undisputed Era would attack his knee. Uh, Bate came in. He did the giant swing airplane spin that a combination to his opponents that Braden doesn't feel is long for this world and this guy's lower back. Uh, I call that move the hernia. Like, that's what (laughs) you're going to dude. He's like, what, 20 something. Don't do that that long. You're going to hurt yourself. Uh, There was a lot of great um, combination stuff from Bate and Seven throughout this. Uh, Bate landed a tope on the floor onto Riley, then did the shoulder bounce, coming back onto the floor to clothesline strong, and then follow with a Tyler driver inside the ring for a near fall that Roderick kicked out of. I bit. They went back to attacking Tyler Bate's knee. O'Reilly used a Iminari role, which was identified as such by Mauro Ronaldo, the first time in WWE history that Mazakazu Iminari was referenced on a WWE event, and attacked the bad leg. This time, Trent Seven goes to get the towel, and the audience is just aghast. They're like, no, Trent, no. And Trent teases throwing the towel in, but instead he throws it into the crowd, and Bate fights and fights, and he makes the tag to Seven. They hit the double-team burning hammer, which to me... What kind of a partner? He tagged Tyler in within 30 seconds of this tag. The guy's knee is screwed. He's like, hey, bud, you know that move where you fly off the top with your knee? That move is what I want to do right now. And Tyler reluctantly does it. They get this massive near fall on O'Reilly. But then Strong takes out Bate with a flying knee. They chop block Seven's knee and hit the high-low. Kyle O'Reilly pins Trent Seven 18 minutes and 8 seconds. I thought this was another outstanding tag match from these two. I'm not going to put it at the level of the television match that aired recently, but that's hardly um, a knock against us at all. These three matches, uh, the prominent ones from the UK tournament, the TV show, and now this, all outstanding in their own unique ways. I really, really enjoyed this match. If you told me this was your match of the night, I... I would argue it might have been. Yeah, I really I so. enjoyed this. Yeah, this match was crazy. All four of these guys, every time they step into the ring, the, the, everything is just magical. Everything works so great. I know, John, that we were watching this and you kept telling me that you're a huge fan of Tyler Bate. And he just keeps getting better and better. Uh, everything about this was insane. There's like gory specials. There's brain busters. There's like flying like knee drops. Uh, it's just crazy. I loved it. Davey, tell us about the, the live experience for this one. It just seemed like the audience was just going insane yeah. for this match. As I said, it's, it was very interesting sitting where I, I sit because I, I normally sit in the 100, which are like great seats. You're like a bit further back so you can see everything. Um, you can see the floor action, but you're not like miles away. So th- here I was pretty close. So I was really, you only really soak in the big moments. So like the... Uh, Trent Seven throwing away the towel, which got like a huge reaction from everyone. But you miss out on all the like small, intricate details that these four guys, like I know they bring out in all their matches. So for me, I was sat with people that don't watch NXT, love wrestling. They know who these guys are, but don't watch uh, NXT. So they were like, why was that such a big moment when Trent threw the towel away? And I had to explain about... Well, the the TV match where you better he, friends, David. Uh, NXT. 
a lot it's weird a lot of people don't a lot of people pay like so much money to go to these events and just go to when like they'll go to the takeover shows they don't watch the tv it's this but i guess it's people with jobs you know (laughs) uh, but but what did you think of of this match i loved it i i thought it was great i can't like as i said from where i sat i can't remember like the intricacies of the match um but there were that they get the crowd and as i said that that moment where uh trent threw the towel away that was like the big moment for right alice where we were sitting so uh, really outstanding opener to the match and then the war raiders appeared and attacked kyle o'reilly and roderick strong uh hit several big moves culminating with the fallout uh delivered to kyle o'reilly and that seems to be our next program. And it'll be interesting, Brayden, to see what happens now with Trent Seven and Tyler Bate. Because later in the show, we did get an ad for the NXT UK series that is right. coming soon. They're Are big. they going to be earmarked for that show exclusively? Will they still be going back and forth with NXT? Uh, that's, I guess, remains to be seen. Yeah, I mean, them not winning the tag titles. I really wanted them to, actually. Because when they won them at the Royal Albert Hall, it was such a good story. And the matches there were incredible. And then they did that TV match, and it was such a good match with the towel being thrown in and all that. And then now I feel like this is kind of their send-off to that show. They've been running those 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 events. Like, they're the main guys, them and Pete Dunne, right? Everyone pays to see these guys. So they're going to go and do that. And then now we got the War Raiders involved with Undisputed Era, and that's perfect because those guys need to take those titles from them. And War Games is coming up, so it all makes sense for NXT. It was interesting, though, like running through the card with some friends of mine. Again, you're going to say get better friends. Uh, but one of my friends is like has been watching wrestling for like 20 years and doesn't really follow nxt and he was going what's the card so i'm like he's got what's mustache mountain i was like well it's tyler bait and trent seven and he goes oh is that british strong style i'm like no that's when it's with pete dunn he's like oh i don't know the other two (laughs) and it's but it's okay we're people that watch everything every week it's just interesting to that's the perception from like pete dunn is someone who's clearly made an impact like a bit further sure than these guys and i don't know it's just interesting talking to people that don't watch nxt all the time and you'd be surprised how many people go to these takeovers who actually don't have a clue what's going on and even the regular nxt viewers that if that's your your only window to pete dunn it's not like he's been exposed not really. heavily no. like it's no, kind of nuts that he's now earmarked for these you know, the television tapings that precede takeovers. That's when you get to see Pete Dunne. Yeah. So, I mean, at the very least, I hope at the UK show he he gets a lot more spotlight. But to me, God, you, you could take these four and Pete Dunne. These guys could all be on the main roster tomorrow. I yeah, think these yeah. three should float between the, the two brands mm-hmm. like the uk brand and the regular nxt brand well, undisputed i think i think they're the, the they're the draws i i just like i like i like the fact that undisputed era is still like i wanted the the mustache mount to win but era winning and keeping them as well is interesting because you can go on with the war raiders and and do all those things but i think those guys should be maybe being brought up in the future as well like they, they remind me of like the shield kind of thing with the three guys and all that stuff well whenever bobby fish gets back four but it's good. It's great. With his ever-growing t- uh, trophy, and right? and his trophy. Did you see the the interview where Kyle O'Reilly is tuning up his 
his title to play air guitar? I don't know. Did Bobby Fish have a six-foot trophy with him? <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we had Velveteen Dream taking on EC3. This was Braden's main event going in, and I listened to your show this week and your theory of what would Velveteen Dream's entrance be, and you pretty much nailed it right on the head. Do you want to describe the outfit, the attire that Velveteen Dream wore down to the ring, complete with the uh, the text on his tights, alerting one Vince McMahon to who should be called up? All right, all right, all right, all right. It was all a dream. Um, he came out in his, you know, uh, he, he's living better now. Coogee sweaters now. He's wearing uh, what I said he was going to wear, which is the... Uh, the notorious B.I.G. He has this famous sweater he has in all these pictures and everything like that. And he came out in a in a Marty McFly vest that was pretty much the sweater design instead. And then he also had a crown like the famous. This uh, was the direct reference to Braden Harrington. The, he was like the back he was to the like, future. He was like, hey, that that was. He's like that, that would work. And then he did that. And then he has the crown on. Yeah, uh, it was really really great. He looked so fly. He was straight flossing. Um, He's got the crown from the the famous shot as well. He's he's basically the king of New York. Where Brooklyn at? Uh, the the dream knew it was going on. It was all a dream. And yes, on his ass it was spray painted. Call me up, Vince, or what? Call call me up, Vince. Is that what it said, or something like that? Hey, call me up, Vince. Yeah. So uh, Vince yeah. McMahon. Vince McMahon's watching. Yeah. So in one week we got on WWE programming. We got Mace on Monday. <laughs> we got. Biggie here, wow. and I guess wow. if we make a real wow. stretch, R- wow. R- Riddle could be Puff. Oh, yeah. Wow, John. I'm actually really impressed with that. Uh, that probably went over David's head, but I, I, I respect that. I respect that a lot. So, match begins. Uh, it started very slow. I thought it was a very big contrast to our opening match. And granted, this, this was not a match that people were necessarily right. going to be comparing to the other matches that, that we had in store here. Uh, something was going on in the crowd. I'm hoping Davey can alert us to this because the audience was going nuts and they were all turned away. I don't know if there was like a fight going on, if there was someone like dressed up or what was happening. Oh, I, I think this was turned the screen on. Oh, so they were all just complaining that the screen wasn't on. Yeah, so... Uh... I said, like, I'm close, and we can't see... We can see the stuff going on in the ring. Anything outside the ring, you can't see. Oh. Anyone above, like, can't really see. So there were there were lots of turn-the-screen-on chants throughout the show, and any time the screen put, got put back on, there was a big cheer. I assume that's what was going on at this point. Yeah, so... It was funny because Velveteen Dream, as the audience is clearly cheering for something in the crowd, he climbs to the top and he tries to milk it as though they're cheering for him yes. and tried to steal the pop. <laughs> uh, Ethan fought back and he went for the one percent percenter, which was blocked, but then hit it on the second try. Dream kicks out of the one percent percenter, and I was very surprised at the lack of reaction this got because the one percenter you would assume would be a good near fall spot, so, yeah. and it really didn't seem to translate. Uh, Morrow noted that Ethan calls himself the BDE, the baddest dude ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of our place. Yeah. yeah. Braden Davy Estate. Baddest yeah. you dudes know ever. Because we, 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 we got BDE. We're the baddest dudes ever, right? <laughs> there was a clear point in the middle of this where the audience drifted towards the dream and kind of uh, left EC3's uh, side. 
Dream caught him with a super kick and the Dream Valley driver, which looked very good. EC3 got cut somehow here on the bridge of the nose. And then Dream stops him on the edge of the apron, hits the Dream Valley driver onto the edge, followed by the purple Rainmaker elbow onto the edge of the apron. And then inside pins EC3. Uh, I thought this this was the weakest match on the show, but I will say the final sequence, they really got the crowd, and I think most people are focused on the closing sequence on the edge of the apron that was the high point of the match, and if you're going to have an average match and end strong, that's probably you know better than a flat ending, which they didn't have, so that was good. Yeah, I'm yeah. a huge fan. Oh, go ahead, David, go. No, I was going to say, I think you used the perfect word when you said drifted. You uh, like yes. The crowd drifted from uh, EC3 to Velveteen. Uh, it's, no one really cared who won. Like These are two personalities people just want to see. They... It's the battle of the entrances almost. And when you say that about like, um, well, at least when I went with my friends, it would be, oh, it's Nakamura versus Bobby Roode. It's who has the best entrance. We don't really care too much about the match. It's that kind of thing. It's the personalities. So um, we just want to cheer for whoever is is fun i'm not and a huge i'm, I'm a whoever's really big, entertaining like i'm a huge dream fan i feel like me too vince, i feel like vince mcmahon will call him up right i think that's really funny of him to have that on his on his tights as well but. and he was really pointing to it yeah, after, yeah, he the was, after the and, win and he was slapping such, it yeah it's such a thing for an nxt crowd because an nxt crowd is mainly like the quote-unquote marks like they're the people that will see that and chant that um and it was like it was great, uh, but like the match itself was it was whatever. Yeah, I'm not a huge like I, when it comes to EC3. The whole build for this, I was a huge fan of with them in the pool and all that stuff. But then I, I know EC3 is not one of my favorite like wrestlers. I feel like his personality and his his charisma and mic and skills and all that. He's really funny and he he made me want to get into this match. But the match itself, he tried really hard. He hit like power bombs and bridging German suplexes and like. You see, it's, we, they, they were out there trying to have a great yeah, match, yeah. and they were given the time. Like they went 15 minutes, which I think was really long right. uh, to go. But I think they were going into this with the plan of, you know, over over exceeding expectations. And and you saw his face. We were looking at EC3's like Twitter after his face was like busted. Yeah, he looked like his right eye got all shut messed well, up. I, yeah. I don't think any of the crowd went in expecting a great match. Yeah, but it was they fun. Just, I enjoyed it. They I just wanted it. entertainment. They wanted the entrances. They wanted like eight minutes of fun. It was and fun. that that's it. Like, Dream we, know, we know we're going to get the other shit later. So it's... We I, I enjoy I enjoyed that the dream one though because he hasn't won anything in a little while. Yeah. Then uh, probably well probably the most newsworthy point of the show was Matt Riddle showing in the front row. I think everybody was expecting this, and uh, the only question was how do you introduce him? We were kind of discussing this earlier this week of you know do you just put him in the front row like you've done with so many people? It's kind of become a cliched way to introduce people, but that's what they did, and it got a massive reaction and. Um, I guess that's the reason to look at the tapings this week and see what Riddle's first program is going to be. Uh, he's he's in a suit, he's in a snapback, and his hair's the flow is flowing, and he's in his flip flops. He was in crowd. his flip flops. Yes, <laughs> you looked higher than me. <laughs> <laughs> the picture of him really shocked. It was really funny. Uh, I'm happy to see him. I hope he's I hope he is inserted into 
the the week to week NXT show because he's fantastic. So. Where where would you like to see him slotted, Davey, in his first program? What would be your ideal scenario for I, him? I think the North American title scene is perfect for him. Against Ricochet? Ricochet, Cole, like all of that crew. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's perfect for right now. Yeah. I think Cole would be a great first opponent. I kinda like the idea of him and Keith Lee doing something together, whether it be a line together or as opponents, I think that could work. I'd like to see Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle at War Games. Yeah, there's yeah. there's some options. You got lots of options well, with I, this I, roster. Basically, like when I say North American, I mean like that that upper mid card. Yeah, like, yeah, he's uh-huh. gonna fit in there it's, perfectly. It's they've done so well in the last year with very very personal uh, title matches for like the proper NXT title. So I think. I think, yeah, the upper mid-card is perfectly fine for until you're ready to move him up. I, I really don't feel Riddle's going to have a long stay in NXT. No, he's going to be... No, I, I think this team's on the I main roster like night after Mania. He could show up tomorrow after Brock Lesnar. It could have been a tease. Uh, but it's also interesting to see him get his own name this time because he once was in the crowd at TakeOver. What, yeah. Wasn't it Tyler Bate was there I think, or something behind them? At I think it was the Royal Rumble last yeah, year. Yeah, he's like in the crowd and he's like posing. But he's got a beer. Yeah, I mean, as you do. He didn't have one now. I'm pretty sure they told him maybe not to do that. But uh, yeah, good for him. So then we go to Adam Cole and Ricochet for the North American title. Cole had the advantage early on telling Ricochet, you're not special. And the first big move was Ricochet delivering a Fosbury flop, landing on his feet, and then followed with a corkscrew splash inside the ring. There was just this was a YouTube highlight reel of yes. Ricochet spots in this match. He just did everything. He went for a springboard, and Cole attempted a super kick, but it was caught. So then Ricochet goes for a quebrada. And as he's upside down, Cole blasted him with a super kick upside down, followed by the Ushigoroshi for one of the best near-fall sequences Holy I've seen in a long time. Holy this was unbelievable. Down. This is one of the best spots ever because they tease that he's going to – he blocks the super kick and then goes for that, like, lion salt, moon salt, and then gets kicked upside down. If you've seen a gif, this is probably the one I see sh- probably shared the most. Sorry, uh, this was the Ushigoroshi bit? This was where he got kicked upside down. And then followed yeah. with the Ushigoroshi. Yes, 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 yes. Right, yeah. When he got kicked upside down, like that was a, that's one of the craziest super kicks ever. They basically teased the classic Shawn Michaels, Shelton Benjamin spot, but he blocked it. he blocked the super kick and then went for that flip. So it was really it was really cool spot, really thought out. They traded huge kicks. Cole collapsed on top for another near fall. The audience starts chanting "Mamma Mia." And then Ricochet pulls off a reverse Rana, pulls Cole to the corner for the 630, but Cole rolls to the edge of the apron. So Ricochet, seeing Cole standing there in the corner, leaps over the top with a Hurricane Rana to the floor, returns Cole to the ring, landing the 630, and wins the match. 15 minutes, 21 seconds. Uh, athletically, this was, uh, this was incredible. This was just an amazing spectacle to watch. Uh, this was a Ricochet. Lot of fun. A um, lot of fun this match. This was I, I love how Adam Cole just keeps getting better as well. Like obviously all the talk now is Ricochet just won this title, but Adam Cole is so uh, like every you, he delivers all the time. He he just has become such a a WWE match kind of guy. He's so good at the storytelling and and being there in part of it. I, I just like this whole thing. Like even uh, oh, the, the spots are just insane. Some of the stuff Ricochet does, like how do you do that? He he pretty much is a l- real superhero. Like all the flippy 
all the flippy shit really it's yeah. still to go great. from the ladder match to yeah, this crazy. even the and the dream match in between there at the, at the right. last yeah week over. Actually, that match was it was great too this was just so good uh you need to check this out adam cole ricochet david what do you think oh insane like i i was surprised ricochet won to be honest adam I, cole I, baby adam cole baby uh, <laughs> i don't feel uh I didn't feel he was someone who actually needs to win a title because he's just so cool. What, Ricochet? Like, with his moveset. Yeah, with yeah. his moveset and shit. Um, but no, it had... I, I'm going to keep saying, I'm not making notes as I go along with sure, this show. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like it, was, it was really different from the, the seats I was in tonight. Um, <laughs> you really did not enjoy these seats, did you, Davey? Wow, you had a really great time flying to Brooklyn to watch the screen, eh? <laughs> I, I wasn't I wasn't even watching the screen. I was watching the action. It's just like it's I don't know. I I, for, I prefer being further back. I've always said it the same with theater as well. I prefer being a little bit further back and being able to see the whole thing. You should have entered our contest and won the <laughs> ticket to, yeah. to sit to sit with MJ from NJ. Uh yeah. They, they, uh but no, I I enjoyed the match. It was, I just can't talk about it as intricately as you guys are right now well what do you think about ricochet beating him and then like who challenges him next for the next one? i was surprised i thought i thought cold uh retain i guess are we going towards a riddle ricochet maybe uh, maybe but we'll see uh they showed kevin owens and mark henry who had um a better view of, of the oh, ring I saw that you, bit. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah you saw that there's one thing oh shit that. so ronda was sat like right in front of us oh wow oh, did she so i i we might get to it later but there were lots of like sit down ronda chants because, oh no way because she was because off. there was this guy right by us this security guy who kept telling us to sit down and then we've got the people like on the left of us on the tv side who are all stood up who are encouraged to stand up and then we got Ronda Rousey in our section, front row, with fucking Roddy's wife and whatever, encouraged stand up. And we're like, yo, stop telling us to sit down when Ronda's stood up. So we were chanting sit down Ronda throughout the, like, whatever section she was in. Was I, she there I the guess, whole show or just that? No, I assume it was the Kyrie match. Yeah. And she did actually sit down from us, like, yelling at her. <laughs> like, I Good love Ronda. Her. Ronda's great. But, like, this guy was just... Like, in a grill the whole night. <laughs> well, that was our next match. Uh, Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Sane for the NXT women's title. And at the beginning, they showed Ronda Rousey, Marina Shafir, and Jessamine Duke all in the, uh, uh, I guess, uh, right near Davies area. Like, four rows in front of me. Like, wow. Yeah. So and we saw you in the entrance. For yes. Shana. Do you, you want to describe this, Braden, what you saw? Because you immediately pointed out, uh, as Kyrie is walking down the ramp, there well, is Davy <laughs> saluting yeah, Unfortunately, you didn't get your pirate hat in time. I didn't, no. Or planning. However, you looked like a complete mark in your Johnny Wrestling shirt. Thank you. Uh, right there. And you uh, salute her off into into her match, and it was fantastic. It's a dream come true for you. Since, well, you've met her as well. You're in love with Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm her life coach. Yeah. Um, You're there for so her. I, I spoke to my section. I was about six seats in. And right by the ramp. And got some good photos, as I've shown you. And you might see on my Twitter or Instagram. Um, but I just went, i got to be by the ramp by Kyrie. I won't bother you again, but I want to be by the ramp by Kyrie. For Kyrie. 
And I was for, I went, I'll be in for her entrance this, and I'll be in for when she wins. This and I was, was probably so emotional for you then. You should have just brought a, a live bat and it would have frightened Rhonda to run out of her seat. You could have stolen her, her seat. <laughs> Actually, Rhonda, was, there's a gif of Rhonda going around because the camera was on her. During, oh yeah, this and, is and, funny. And R- Rhonda can be seen mouthing, "What is it? She, what is a? Why is she a pirate? That, why is it? She got a spinning wheel or something?" No, like she was that. yelling that the wheel doesn't do anything. She's not a real pirate. <laughs> She's like yelling that? like words of encouragement to Shayna. It was very funny. So Baszler starts by attacking her right leg and is stomping the calf, stomping the ankle, twisting it, applying pressure, and the referee's checking on Kyrie. Baszler even mocked uh, Sane's pirate walk out of the corner. That was very funny. Sane then fired back with these big slaps and a spinning back fist that just clocked Shane in the head and then hit these rolling neck breakers and was stopped then with a gut wrench off of the top. Sane landed a spear and an elbow drop to the lower back of Baszler. Sane then returned to the top. This time, Baszler rolled to the floor. Sane turned around, hit a high cross to the floor, and then hit the insane elbow off the top. But Baszler kicks out with Nigel noting it's the first time anyone has kicked out of the insane elbow in NXT. So Sane attempted the anchor, but it was turned into the Kirifuda clutch. And Sane is fading, but she makes one last grasp and grabs the bottom rope to break up the submission. Sane comes back. She applies the anchor, but they're in the ropes. So she's forced to release the submission. And then Sane comes off the top with another attempt at the insane elbow. Baszler gets her boots up and Sane crashes into her feet and Baszler applies the Kirafuda clutch and everyone thinks it's over, but Baszler rolls to her back and Sane rolls on top of her and covers her for the win at 1336. I thought this finish was awesome. This was my favorite finish on the show. Definitely. I agree. Yeah. Like it was, I, I, I totally thought Baszler was just winning this, and it genuinely was a surprise the way Sane just rolled on top of her uh, to get the win. Not my best match on the show, but my favorite finish on the show. I still enjoyed this. Qu- not- it was a really good match. You could argue this was Baszler's best match. I was just about to say, I, 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 every Thursday, I don't say the greatest things about Shayna Baszler because I'm not the biggest fan. But I will say, every time I watch her, she gets better and better and better. And this was definitely her best showing here. And and. And Kyrie is is amazing as well. I can see why so many people really like like, like her. And uh, Mauro Ronaldo made a Cardi B reference, so you know I really enjoyed uh, <laughs> this match. But no, I, I thought this was great. And yeah, the finish caught me and you both off guard. We we jumped we jumped out of our seat essentially. I could only imagine uh, the excitement David had here. Well, uh, it, in the arena, it was such a surprise finish. So right. I think you get conditioned by wrestling matches. So you you see you see the first time some like the heel kicks out of a finisher right it's like oh shit (laughs) who who i want to win is gonna lose right because no one ever kicks out of this and then they keep playing it and you're like okay all right okay so obviously i'm more invested in this because i really like Kyrie. um you love her you can you can say it it's fine but like everyone in my section was I don't know if it was because I was just so fucking hyped for this match, but everyone was getting really into it. Um, and, and yeah, that, that bit at the end, like uh, the counter into the, into the pin for Kyrie, all of my section was like, did she win? Did she win? <laughs> did she win? And then start, you hear the pirate music and everyone's leaping up. Uh, I, I really love this match. And for, like Shayna, for someone so new, 
right. think her psychology is great. She knows mm-hmm. exactly what to target. Um, like she's still she's still got a long way to go, but she knows exactly what to do with her with what she knows, and she targets the right parts and. Like I, I think she's really fantastic, and I assume she's moving up very soon. Do you think the same, Braden? Yeah, I think Shayna Baszler should move up. It makes makes total sense. This seems like the pattern. Like I don't know how much you have left with Shayna, unless you want to, you know, do a send off match with someone like Candice LeRae on TV. Yeah, see, just get one more match out of her on the next set of tapings. The, the reason I think Shayna Baszler should go up is because if you watch NXT, we have like this roster. The the, the women's there's so many so many things, so many girls that are potential coming into like Candice LeRae and uh, Bianca Belair and there's there's quite a few that could take that that could go to that next spot yeah. if there's room there. So, I, I like Bianca as the next challenger. I think so yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's very easy. We we're getting our winner for the May Young Classic very soon. It's it sure. makes sense to go May Young Classic winner one who is the winner of the women's champion against May Young Classic two at the next pay-per-view for the title. Well, that makes sense. It's, yeah, sure. After and, the, and then you build up Bianca, who's just coming back from injury this weekend, build her up for the next one. Like, I think Baszler will be at the Evolution you, show. You've got through to Rumble with challengers, I feel. Yeah, and it's to, like the roster is coming up now. Like Giving this room will we'll clear. Because Nikki Cross as well is just kind of in this limbo. Like, are you still there or are you being called up? So there's that too. I forgot but, about her. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So she's kind of lost in the shuffle. So I feel like Baszler, this was a good send-off, essentially. I don't even know. Although... Uh, they do tease uh, after, like on Twitter and uh, in that Triple H Facebook thing. He was saying that it's not, it's far from over and things like that. But I, I don't know if I need to see it again. Like she, she lost clean. I mean, you could do the rematch at the tapings. You, yeah, you could do that. TV, I mean, sometimes sure. you know they do the big loss at Takeover, but then they do a few more TV matches. Yeah, okay, um, I'd be all right with that. And then I need to see Dakota Kai and Shayna one last time on NXT. That could be it for for those of, for those of you that followed NXT. That should be the send off. Dakota Kai kicking Shayna Baszler the hell out of NXT to bring that whole thing full circle. Uh, yeah, would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean we've got till November really, haven't we? Till the next. Yeah, I mean they'll do the tapings, and I'm sure that's like, it for her. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to rush anything. Um, the post match, I also want to make mention of Sane was just so emotional with the win. It really put this title switch over as significant. And I thought Moro had a really great call about these moments being the reason all these performers wake up at the crack of dawn to train. They log all these travel miles. It's for moments like this. And it really cemented Kyrie Sane's big win, uh, winning the championship and made the title feel so, imp- uh, so significant. And honestly, I know I'm a big fan, but. Like everyone was Kyrie, like yeah, you had the odd chain of Pete person, but like it was a very hot Kyrie crowd. Really likable. It was a really nice moment, like to be at. Like I know you, you're probably still wiping the tears from your eyes now. I am. I need. I've run out with tissues. <laughs> there was an ad for the NXT UK uh, show that was just stated as coming soon yeah. which is kind of what we knew ahead of time and <laughs> this time we got action us. shots so yes we have done tapings and it'll air at some point folks uh yeah it looks you know what the clips they showed look pretty cool i i know i will be watching that show simply because david has forced me to watch a lot of progress and a lot of the guys in that including uh that travis banks is someone i need to see in my nxt tv main event time Tommaso champa johnny gargano 
last man standing match for the NXT title. Uh, do you want to describe Gargano's attire as he walked down? Yes. So, it was really cool. So not only, if you do listen to us every week, not only did I call Dream and we- wearing something related to the Notorious B.I.G., I also said that Gargano reminds me of Venom from Spider-Man mm-hmm. because over this course of this feud, he's been the hero of Johnny Wrestling. But the darkness, the evil black suit the symbiote is taking over slowly so what did johnny gargano wear to nxt takeover brooklyn for he wore essentially gear that was the spider-man original red and blue suit with the symbiote black kind of dripping all over essentially taking over his body and it was a great uh, attire. He you looked, like nailed these two. I know. Like, I think I watched too much wrestling, and I used to. You know, I used to read sorry. a lot of comic books. See, you, you like you literally knocked Davy off his seat. Like, like this <laughs> unbelievable prediction coming true. Uh, I thought this was really cool. I mean, he dressed up as Captain America essentially before, and uh, Champa is the Thanos to that. And I thought he looked really cool, and I, it did make sense. That is exactly the character. He's like. He's the good guy, but he's slowly the darkness, you know. Got to kick at the darkness till it bleeds daylight. So the match began before the bell even rang, because during the ring introductions, it's Gargano that cheap shots Ciampa from behind and starts the match. So it established the story immediately, and that's Johnny Gargano has been so consumed by hatred that he has traded in his morality to try and defeat this guy, and it would ultimately be his own enemy. It's kind of what they wanted to establish. They brawled all around the ring. First major spot was Gargano uh, putting uh, Gargano being put through one of the announce desks with an air raid crash, and Champa landing a pair of running knee strikes in the corner back inside the ring. On the third, uh, he's hit with a chair to his bad knee, and they set up a chair in the ring and left it there for several minutes. And then they came back to it where Gargano got Champ onto his shoulder and lawn darted him into the chair. Um, not as frightening as the Tanahashi Abushi lawn darts oh, bar. Oh, right. Spot. Yes, yes. Oh, don't spoil. David's Spoilers. still behind. David, Spoilers. you're way too behind, dude. Sorry. Spoilers. Sorry, man. You're too behind now. I, I wasn't even trapped. talking about the G1. I oh. was talking about their match from, from uh, 2015. Oh, right, right. I was going to say, that didn't happen in the... Yeah, they faced in the G1 2015. <laughs> Look it up. Well, still, don't spoil. Uh, Percy Percy almost lost his iPad in that air raid. Yes. The thing. I was I was like, damn, that's, you know, what's the iPad go for? Like a grand? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Champa then came back with multiple German suplexes, three Project Champas, and then Champa is sitting down in a seat waiting for the count as Gargano is lifeless, but got to his feet, super kicking Champa while he's in the chair. Uh, they continued here. Gargano went for a cannonball off the apron, landing onto the floor, and then Ch- uh, Champa lifts up the ring canvas just like they did in Chicago in June with the wooden boards exposed, and Gargano stops him with a fire extinguisher and... Then the crutch is introduced, and they return to the ring. Ciampa attempts the draping DDT that won him the match in June. It's stopped, and Gargano hits the DDT onto the wood. I like that spot a lot. That was cool. And Ciampa is able to recover and come back. So they go onto the floor, and then we had handcuffs introduced, where Gargano was only able to lock up one of Ciampa, attach it to one of Ciampa's wrists, and... There were two tables stacked up. We saw Ciampa go through both of those tables. But it was like upside down. Yeah, they were upside down with the, the legs sticking up in the air. It's more but dangerous, though. Yeah, it didn't uh, protrude. His head bounced off the, the metal part, though. Yeah, so the, these tables it. broke instantaneously. It's like when you do all the walls of Jericho on the announce table, it just hurts more. Yeah, it's the, it's the <laughs> elevation. Yeah, it just hurts more. It's upside down, it hurts more. 
They fought up to the entrance area. Gargano applied the Gargano escape. Ciampa's tapping, but it doesn't count. So then Gargano handcuffs Ciampa to this equipment area on the stage. Ciampa's apologizing. He's begging for forgiveness. Gargano hesitates to finish him, but then he pulls down the knee pad. And he calls for, not the Kamagoye, but instead... A running knee, and he sprints at Gargano so hard. No, that, Gargano is. Oh, wait. Yeah, Gargano yeah. sprints at Ciampa, yeah. hits the knee strike, but in doing so, flips himself over onto the equipment by a table and drives himself to the floor. And it's Ciampa that is handcuffed, that is able to get one foot up and then the other. And he gets up before Gargano. So Johnny Gargano defeats Johnny Gargano in the last man standing match. Oh, my goodness. 33 minutes and 40 seconds. I was torn on this finish because I kind of like the underlying story that Gargano was his own worst enemy and his hatred cost him. But there's also the argument that he comes across looking very foolish here, that he beat himself. Uh, How how did this come off to the live crowd, uh, Davey? Um, Kind of flat. Yeah? Yeah. I can, I can see that. I, I did. I did think this was number three of their matches this year. I, I was saying. I was saying on up next this week. I think the the problem is you've built you've built up this uh, symbiotic Gargano, <laughs> like the Venom Gargano, and it was perfect. I didn't want the three way. I wanted. I wanted the one on one. I wanted the final like Hell in a Cell, or whatever. And then as soon as they started building up this three way, I'm like, I like this. And then that was, was pulled away. away from us. And I think everyone was kind of a bit like that. We 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 want to see Gargano win the title, but actually not now. And uh, a friend of mine was saying, "Oh, I think they're doing Last Man Standing because it's going to be a, a double count out and it'll be prolonged." But now it, now it's it's two one champa and it's like really Gargano, you've got no right to challenge he, again. he lost he made himself lose like the the symbiote he, suit made him lose essentially well, it, it lost- should be explained that he went to this dark place yeah and, and it blew up him. in his face and he's got to get back to Man. his hero status and he should maybe he should be off tv for at least sure. a month or something like he yeah. should champa needs a program now that you should not go back to this for for a bit i would say I but agree. That's very, that's very tough in it. I, I, I also like the end of this. It's like this isn't over because it's going to finish when the fucking hero wins. Yes. Surely. Like the, this has been the best storytelling in WWE, in my opinion, for years. Definitely. In my I, opinion. I think this, um, this and, was still and a good just match. The end, okay, there's been a blip, obviously, that, uh, the black injury and all that. I can see this going on to WrestleMania. I can yeah. see um, Gargano them being split apart. I can see you doing the Gargano Black feud, the Black against whoever Rikishi, whoever killed him. Like, what if they then, reveal it's Gargano that was so so evil and and in that dark place that he was the one who took out Aleister Black? Uh, could be I that. <laughs> I think that could work. Uh, I still think this this match itself, though, was still a good match. I, yeah, I, I, I don't want to say I this. Agree. I agree don't, don't with you, though. It was great. It was just there, there was there was a feeling of flatness. And sure, it was because the, the, ending the bad guy won. And that's how wrestling should be that's sometimes. That's real life. Bad you want, people you want win. The bad people win. 
I still but thought it, the match it, itself was like a great main event. Like, oh yeah. yeah, this this was still. Listen, if you're just watching this in a vacuum, listen, like this was an awesome match. Listen, listen, I don't, oh, I don't want to. Uh, like by the third, it's the third match, right? I wouldn't say this was Back to the Future three, but I would say it was like Return of the Jedi. It was still good. I was entertained. It wasn't on the level of well, it uh, depends. flying. If trains. it's if this is how your like the end finishes to your Gargano champa story right is that how you want the end to be yeah i don't exactly. think anyone i don't think anyone viewed this as as the, the no, end no to this i think gargano exactly. goes away and then we have champa feud with and someone it, else and then gargano finally wins at wrestlemania if next. it's not the end this was a great match yeah still like, match i thought it was like a movie not the best one match. they've had but a really really good match if it is the end it's kind of flat it like won't be the end and tanks everything they've done Kind it can't of. be the it can't be the end, but but where does where does Champa go from here now? I I really like him and Riddle. I think those two uh, right that's away a great program. I I would right away. Wow. I, I'm fine with doing okay. that because I really don't believe whatever their plans are. I don't imagine Riddle being here long. Sure, fine. I would get it out of the way because there's to me that guy is going to be on that main roster in pretty quick fashion so and, and that's <laughs> me just guessing but i, I agree but i feel riddle is someone who has a lot to learn from actual like tv and that sort of stuff like he's fucking fantastic but is he he's ready been, for that slot already he's like, been wrestling what three years like but who, who else would be in that main event kind of slot like i know the war games match itself is probably the main event so maybe he just champ is slotted in there but it doesn't really. I, I just feel he's someone who would actually benefit from NXT, like actually learning the cameras, learning all that kind of stuff. And he can't, he can't completely do the style he's been doing for the last. Is he going to wear shoes? Is he going to wear boots? <laughs> <laughs> what was, uh, Braden, what was your match of the show? Because I think there was a lot of competition for this. You know what? Like, I have to say, I really did like the main event. I'm not a huge fan of last man standing matches because they tend to kind of drag on. It gets a little boring. And the ref counting at the end kind of makes it less weird because the, the guy was counting when Champa was, like, on the ground and Gargano setting up to do moves and the ref was counting. took it away from me. And the, yeah, the ending, I, the ending I was really did flat. find that confusing. I, yeah. I thought he was counting for exactly. five. Yeah, and it was it, weird. The match was over. Like It was strange. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the tag match. Actually, you know what? I'm going to choose Adam Cole and Ricochet. You just was... bounced between three matches. No, but I'm, like I'm, 30 I'm, seconds. I'm picking that one. That upside-down super kick was insane. And Ricochet winning in the WWE. Uh, I, yeah, you know what? Adam Cole and Ricochet was my match of the night from TakeOver. How about you, Davey? From your seats. Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie won. She waved at me. I'm on TV. Kyrie. Yeah, you may, you're gonna try to go uh, find her in uh, in Brooklyn, in New York, Congre- to congratulate her. Sure. I mean, you did in New Orleans. That's why <laughs> you no, got her number. I didn't, I didn't try. She found me. Oh, right. Okay. Maybe she'll find. Uh, you. No, um, I think probably actually the the main event. I I still loved the yeah, main it was event. A lot of fun. It's just it's just the end kind of left me a little flat, but. That depends where they go. If that's the like end of the story, no. Johnny Gargano I'm has pissed. to learn how to be Johnny Gargano again. Peter Parker needs to find his inner self and realize that evil is not the way to go, and he can he can use the goodness in his life to to, to exactly. If this is just change. another chapter in this story, exactly. the main event. Yeah, it was, uh, of the top four matches, there was stuff in each of those four that I absolutely loved. Um, 
I kind of lean towards that tag match. I, I just really sure. enjoy those four. I don't think I would get tired of that match Fight if I forever. watched it for the next five takeovers. It's just they're always, you know, adding new stuff. The storytelling is really on point. But I, I thought Cole and Ricochet, I was just so impressed by as well. And the main event was a great main event. It was a really great main event as well. So, uh, And the finish of Baszler saying, that was my favorite finish on this show. I thought it was yeah. so out of left field and I was not expecting it. So I thought that was really, really well done. So um, yeah, it was, it was a very strong takeover. It went in with the expectations. Would this be the best takeover ever? I wouldn't go that far. I think that new Orleans one this past uh, WrestleMania is probably my favorite war games. uh, My favorite. I I didn't go in with those expectations. Like the new Orleans takeover was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Like I can't, I'm enjoying the, the stories and everything, but it was never going to stop that. Yeah, but I, I, I think a thumbs up from all three of us. I, I agree. Yeah, this was still a fun, such a fun show to, to watch. Everything and two and a half hours. Oh, it felt great. Like, uh, so, so short. Oh, Davey, your homework? You can just go to my Twitter because I retweeted it. Um, the, uh, the guy from the gorilla position interviewed Finn Balor to ask him if he's excited about his match with Baron Corbin. The answer will not disappoint. It's such a funny <laughs> Was it just no? Like, he's just smiling. It's, no, it was way better trolling. because it was sarcasm. <laughs> um, so we're going right. to let uh, Davey get back to his, uh, his, his New York trip. Uh, me and Brayden are going to go through the feedback here. Uh, but Davey, do enjoy SummerSlam and Raw Monday night. Uh, quick, what are, what are the two things you're looking forward to at SummerSlam on Sunday? Uh, AJ, Joe, and... Who's getting? I I don't know. AJ Joe. When I get home on the network, I guess. Um, um, What about Monday night? Who's coming out from NXT? Anyone? Any call ups? They do SummerSlam Raw after SummerSlam call ups, don't they? Is it Baszler? I don't want any of them to come up (laughs) because then we can't watch them. They're so perfect where they are. You you and Way don't deserve some of. If Dream gets called up, uh, NXT will be a sad place for me for a little bit, but. Uh, so I, hope, I hope I'll enjoy AJ it. Joe, uh, Miz, Daniel Bryan. Just like I love Daniel Bryan, so and I think they built that feud perfectly. Um, call ups. I don't want to see anyone called up. There's these rosters are pretty packed yeah, on Raw and yeah. SmackDown. Like just going over the list of who is not booked on SummerSlam. It's just like there's such a long list of people that John Cena. Um, like, you know, your Oscars, Seamus, Cesaro, the Usos. I mean, even, yeah. even Nia Jax, who is, you know, someone that's been pushed uh, significantly. Yeah. Like, it's just, you know, your Matt Hardys, your Bray Wyatts. It's just, there's all this talent. And that's one of the things that NXT that is sometimes looked at as a negative is that, oh, you're always losing people. The other side is that you're always re- refreshing your roster because yeah. on the main roster, no one has a chance to ever go away unless you're injured. You're just there. And in NXT, go look at last year's Brooklyn card and the year before that. Like, this roster is constantly updating itself. And you're not going to get guys just in the main event for five years in NXT. You're lucky if you're there for two. And then you're going to be gone. And then you're going to create new main eventers. And it's this constant cycle. Sometimes it's up. Sometimes it's down. But look at all the talent they've got at NXT. You'll be, you'll be a champion in NXT. And then you'll go face Baron Corbin at SummerSlam years <laughs> later. That's what happens. Oh, isn't it great? Can't wait to see Dream and Tyler Breeze and Fandango all hanging out on SmackDown on Tuesday. It'll be great. 
Well, uh, it's going to be a much longer show on Sunday. Uh, Davey, thank you so much for joining us. And, of course, you can catch Davey each Thursday here at PostWrestling.com with the one and only Bray D. Uh, go check out David's uh, Twitter and Instagram because I'm sure you're posting things from uh, the, the shows all, all weekend. So what's your tag yourself. Plug yourself. Well, like how I was in a hospital last night. You were in a hospital last night? Yeah. Just David, well, I told you about your drinking. We need to cut. A... Hey, it was none of my own doing. Okay. But, you know, follow the Instagram. Find out. What is your Instagram? You didn't plug it. It's at Davey Portman. All right. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Have a good night, Davey. And we'll chat hey, with you soon. Take care. All right. Brooklyn. See you soon. Ahoy. And it's time to go to the feedback forum.postwrestling.com to hear what everybody else had to say. We start off with Brandon from Oshawa, who writes, Two of the small highlights of the show for me. Gargano's Venom-inspired gear, Braden, mm. and Ronda yelling out about Kyrie, she's not even a real pirate. I had to rewind that one because it got so many laughs in my household. Rest of the show was great as usual. I was kind of hoping the mystery attacker who laid out Alistair would strike at the end of the night and lay out someone. I asked on Rewind to Smackdown about the War Games event. You mentioned the possibility of Gargano and Ciampa having teams. If that happens, why? who do you guys see as part of each team? It looks like Undisputed Era and War Raiders are going to feud, but would you throw them in there and hold off on that match until the takeover before Rumble? Um, I could see that if you want to extend Ciampa and Gargano without doing a singles match. Though, does it really fit Ciampa's character that he's got friends? No. That he's got alliances? <laughs> no. No, he, he should, no, he shouldn't be involved in any... Why would he need to be anyways? He's the champion. What he should be defending it is what they should be doing, but... Uh, I don't see him being in... in, in Could you see a scenario where, to, to take a break, like Ciampa is a lot, whether it's Matt Riddle, whether it's another challenger, sure, yeah. that you could do Gargano's team against Alistair Black's team? Right, yeah, you could... Alistair is going to be back for this. He thing. should be back yeah, by yeah. November, yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I want to see Johnny Gargano versus Alistair Black one-on-one at a takeover. Okay. Um, I, I actually probably... The more that I think about it, having Gargano be the one that took him out is is wrong because we like the good guy. We like the Spider-Man version of Gargano, and the evil one has been taking over. If it reveals that it was he did turn so evil that he took out Alistair, it could set up that match. But regardless, I would like to see them. Whoever whoever attacked Alistair is his matchup for mm-hmm. that takeover. So if it's Gargano, then he had to be the one to attack him. So it's like I don't I don't know if they need to be in that. That that big war games, the actual war games match. It should be the tag teams and and war raiders. It's it's war in the name war games. Yeah, it makes sense that you <laughs> could do that. I mean, it seems pretty tailor made for the undisputed era. Yeah, especially if it's around the time Bobby Fish can come back and you can have a team of four. You could do four people. So you really, we need two people to go with the war raiders. I don't know if it's going to be Mustache Mountain, but it seems like they're kind of done with undisputed era now. Yeah, I I'd, I'd be surprised if that. It yeah. seems like. That's the end of the feud tonight. Yeah, I think so. Um, let's go here. Hey, guys. from Hugh from Melbourne. I think Shayna's booking has been absolutely perfect. In her entire tenure, she's only been pinned clean once and at the May Young Finals, um, which can be chalked up relative ex- inexperience. Ember got a lucky startup in their first match, and Kyrie got a sneaky counter here. Do you see Shayna being called up right away, or do you think she gets a little bit more time at the PC? Personally, i like to see Dakota Kai finally 
get her win over Shayna before she gets called up. I think that's what's going to happen. I can see her doing, yeah, at, at least... I can see her doing a sane rematch, and maybe Dakota's the one they do instead of Candice Dakota, on the way out. Dakota will will pin Shayna just the same way Kyrie did tonight. Like, it's going to be one of those things and, and somehow get her get her sneak pin or something. Yeah, but... It seems like Shane is also getting a bit older that you probably want to get her to the main roster yeah. when, um, you know, whether it's for the Evolution pay-per-view definitely. or it's just She's after definitely that. on that show, I think. Do you put her on the same show as Ronda or do you put her on SmackDown? Uh, or does it matter? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe put her on SmackDown because Ronda... Because I want her to play this character. And as long as Ronda's a baby face... It's a real, like, 80s, like, metal. Like, she's wearing the leather jacket. She's such a, like, bully. Like, I, I, I do dig the character. Every week, I think she improves. So, you know what? Maybe not involving with Ronda would be more interesting. Matt from Tennessee writes, As expected, another amazing takeover. Awesome opener. Great and much-deserved win from Dream. Fantastic match from Cole Ricochet with one of the sickest counters I've seen in a long time. I I think that super kick counter will replace Shelton and HBK on the super kick highlight reel, or at least it should anyway. I'm not a huge fan of Kyrie because it's hard for me to get invested in the pirate gimmick, but I like the post-match celebration for her. I felt her emotion. Finally, another classic from Gargano Ciampa. Not really surprised by the ending either. I'm guessing Gargano will be gone for a while to play out the injury, but I don't see who is going to be Ciampa's opponent. I can't wait for the next NXT show. Going to be interesting. Also, how would you rank each of the Ciampa-Gargano matches between the Cruiserweight Classic match, Unsanctioned match, street fight, and tonight's match. Uh, yeah, we we kind of overlooked the cruiserweight uh, classic match that they I had did two love years that ago. Match. That match was great, but that was like a TV essentially. That was like 10, 12, 15 minutes maybe. Yeah, the other ones are longer. I still am a fan. The the, the WrestleMania one. one was my favorite. First one. Then the second one in June is yep. my number two. This would be three, and maybe the CWC See, it fourth. Is, it is. It is like Back to the Future. The first one was the best. Some people do say the second one was good, and then the third one. Was I still good. love the first the best. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I do like the second. The yeah, second exactly. Is, is they good. got hoverboard. Yeah, we didn't make as much. Uh, we we didn't really mention that fact that they really played up the knee injury to Gargano yes. after he hit the uh, like the production box or whatever yeah, booth table. and he really drilled his knee into it so they were playing up that he might have dislocated his kneecap he's and maybe that's TV. their explanation for his absence is he's that off yeah he's yeah be off TV which now. tells a story he's cost his his career temporarily the, the, the symbiote is a dangerous thing to mess around with all right let's continue great takeover as usual this is faulty rob uh i don't think nxt nola can be topped every match was that night was perfect as for tonight, every match was good. The dream match dragged in spots, but Ricochet and Cole was amazing. He's the perfect high flyer, and these guys should be fighting for the top WWE titles on the main roster, not a mid-card NXT belt. Sane and is Baszler's best opponent, and I love the finish. Shayna was totally protected by kicking out of the insane elbow and looked strong in defeat. The main event was good, but I guess we'd get a screwy finish. I agree with John. It was the third of the three in their series. Great callbacks and intensity, but I didn't see three title changes in a row happening. I hope they they separate for a bit, but climax with a Johnny Wrestling win. Not a 100% show like NOLA, but 90 for me. 18 out of 20. SummerSlam won't hold a candle to this. We go to Rich from Winnipeg. Yet another great takeover show. The opening tag, I feel, is the best of the night overall. Bait and Seven are really the best babyface tag team going right now, but... But now you feel the Undisputed Era will move on to the War Raiders with a multi-tag at War Games for the War Games match. EC3 and Dream was actually the match that you could call the worst of them, but had a killer ending to keep Dream in the picture, possibly facing Ciampa for the title on television next. Wow. Ricochet versus Cole had some awesome spots, but I feel these guys have a lot more in store. Sane and Baszler was my surprise of the night, almost watching the... 
almost matching the Mae Young Classic final they had. With Gargano Ciampa, I totally agree with John that while insane at points, this didn't feel have the feel the first two matches did. The fact that this one ended on the outside makes me feel we get number four. But one question, is Gargano legit injured? Still, I feel that Ciampa has been a true heel champion it, and is the right decision. Should make for interesting TV for the next 13 months. An 18 out of 20 for me. Oh, that's right. We did a poll at the bottom. We'll go to this at the end anyway. For sure. Uh, I, yeah, I, I I think everyone has the consensus that maybe this one is... it. As an amazing movie of a match, like it's, it felt so cinematic when these two uh, wrestle. Um, and I just, I, I, it doesn't, I, saying it was our least favorite of the three does, is not doing it kind of justice because I thought this was really fun. Do you, do you feel in hindsight that they made the right call going to this match after the Aleister Black injury? Or could you have done something else? Because this was obviously not the plan. Right. And this wasn't. Like, this was a step back to me from their feud because it's not the final chapter. It's not even the first or second chapter. Yeah, it's just a chapter. So it was, let's go out, let's have a great match, and we're going to prolong this. And, you know, there was an advancement here with the end of Gargano's, you know, the knee problem. You could could simply have, it was was Ciampa that took out Black, and Black versus Ciampa at the next takeover in that War Games takeover. Uh, But... Gargano being out now, it, yeah, we we all wanted uh, like people were saying they wanted the hell in the cell. I think that maybe would have been a little bit better. But then, how would you have the triple threat is something that we didn't know we wanted. Then we got teased and we wanted, and then get taken away, and then we got this. I still thought this was great, but yeah, like this this did have a very good story to it as sure. well. That is going to I think ultimately play into both of these guys are the blow off are, are great storytellers and really good sellers and. Johnny Gargano is a great actor. He's always he's always hurt. He's like the Johnny Knoxville of WWE. He's always just like in pain. Bad things are happening to him. It's great. Uh, you're up. Dan from PTBO. The tag match and the U.S. title match were both excellent. I loved how he called the North America. It's North America. You know, Canada's. Yes, they're America. not restricted to come one on, country. Come on. Um, Undisputed Era continues to be the highlight of NXT. Bobby Fish getting injured was the best thing to happen to Roderick Strong. The main event was great as expected, but I felt the ending was pretty flat. I'm hoping these guys don't wrestle again until Mania, because at this point, it needs some time. Tyler from Orlando. Always nice to look forward to one of these takeover shows, although the 7 p.m. start time caught me off guard. As it did you. You were not aware of this. You were like, cool, I'll be there at 7.30. And you're like, like, yes, but it starts at 7. Oh. so I I had no idea. You would have been late. (laughs) He said the show had a bit of everything. I think New Orleans was still a better show overall, but this card was great. Lived up to the hype. That New Orleans card is going to be compared to every takeover this year, and it's just, that to me is probably going to be the best WWE show this year. Yes, definitely. EC3 doesn't do much for me in the ring, but I still like him as a character. Tag was great. Those four have insane chemistry. Do you see Gargano getting called up soon? No. I don't want to see Gargano and Ciampa called up until this whole thing is done. Until they're friends again. Until I see a DIY reunion on the main roster, maybe. But we'll see. Andrew from Cape Breton. The show was incredible. All matches you could make an argument were the best of the night. To me, though, I picked the women's title as the match of the night. I find every time Shayna Baszler wrestles, it comes across as an event. One of the issues I've had with the Undisputed Era, for instance, is their cool heels. It was like that for their match against Lorcan and Birch, and it was like that tonight. With Shayna, she looks like she's a heel, talks like a heel, and acts like a heel. So when you put her against someone's smaller, more fiery opponent like Kyrie, the match comes off more intense. Add Morrow's commentary to the mix, and you have something special. I guess it's not as athletic as the other matches, but it's more of a fight with a bully against someone smaller, and the smaller person gets the victory. Anyways, great show. 18 out of 20. 
Uh, yeah, Shayna uh, is that classic like bully to me. She looks like she's someone who's listening to Guns N' Roses all the time, and she's just always angry, and she likes to just be mean to the smaller people. If you've been watching, that's exactly her character. It worked into this. And yes, Mauro Ronaldo's Cardi B references always add something to my matches. MJ. First off, had a great time enjoying the show with the Hello, contest winner. MJ. Oh my goodness. And he met Davey. Good people enjoying good wrestling. Quick thoughts. Undisputed Era and Mustache Mountain continue to steal the shows together. What a pairing. Velveteen is tremendously over for a guy who just won his first takeover match. A star. Kyrie and Baszler had a better match than I thought they would, and Baszler now looks well-versed in selling pro wrestling moves. Ending was my favorite finish of the night. Gargano and Ciampa is great, but maybe done too much. Biggest star of the roster is Adam Cole. Non-stop Bebe chants all around the venue before and after the show. Of Baby. Course. Baby. Um, yeah. Uh, also, Velveteen Dream has won a takeover match before uh, against uh, Cassius Ono. So That's uh, right. So don't talk down on the Dream. The yes. Dream does not appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I, I like this card. Uh, Jamie from Leamington. Overall, great night. Era and Mustache Mountain seem, seem incapable of having a bad match. EC3 Dream was fun for what it was. I thought Cole and Ricochet and Shane and Zane were excellent. Wrestling matches with simple stories and good title changes to make. Props to Baszler in particular, who goes from strength to strength. As for the main event, I think it was great, but honestly, I felt it was a bit of a rehash of the last match, with Gargano getting the better of himself again, which was a bit of a damp squib, as I feel we repeated ourselves with a little... damp squib? Yep. I don't know what that means. Uh, He says it was still excellent, and given the black injury after the tapings, they somewhat backed into a corner with no easy way out. That said, Johnny's kick... The crutch seemed very reckless, and it seemed to fly into the crowd. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Uh, David told me that, that... Yeah, there was a spot, and I, I I couldn't list off every move, but one I missed was the fact that Ciampa used the crutch to get to his feet, which was kind of, you know, Sim- symbolic. Sim- yeah. Of course, the crutch has been everything in this yes. feud, and he used it to get back to his feet. But yeah, when it went out into the crowd, apparently it apparently like, hit a fan. Yeah, I wish I remembered to ask David this, because... He told me in a message that this person had been like bleeding, like he said it drew blood from someone. So this, not good. This this is insane. This match was making other people suffer. Like in the match, the uh, Gargano also super kicks a a stand wow. somewhere, and so it's great. All right, we have two poll results. Okay, okay. Uh, from the forum, gave uh, to rank this show on a scale of one to twenty. The score was what do you think it was? 18, because everyone kept saying 18 out of 20. 17.29. The other one I threw out was on Twitter on what was everyone's favorite match of the night. Your four choices were Ciampa Gargano, Baszler Sane, Cole and Ricochet, and Undisputed Era against Mustache Bounton. Sorry to Velveteen Dream and EC3, but I didn't think that was in the top four. Honorable mention. 594 votes. The winner was... Adam Cole and Ricochet, ah. 38%, followed by Ciampa Gargano with 26%, Undisputed Era and Mustache Mountain, 24%, and 13% voted for Baszler and Sane. Yeah, I, I heavily enjoyed this whole thing. NXT this year has just been on this roll. I like to watch all these events. They're, they're, they just hit it. They knock it out the park for me. I'm, I'm always entertained. And I think you can make a lot of different arguments for different matches of like what you yeah. enjoyed. I think this is a hard one to pick a clear-cut match of the night. Sure. I, I go with the tag match, but yours with the main event, like I could argue that one too. Yeah, I really enjoyed and it. And Ricochet Cole was... like. There was some unbelievable stuff in that match. Yeah, uh, and and you got you got the 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 Matt Riddle in the crowd, and I mean, you know, how how great is it to see someone in the crowd? No, I wish I wish maybe Matt Riddle got somewhat involved without just being in the crowd. But now I, this this takeover with the lull of the main event, 
is is okay, it's still okay because now going forward to the next tapings, there's so many things and possibilities that they can do, and uh, I think it'll I think they'll be okay. I think the next little tapings and the such a loaded to, roster. Yeah, it's it's just crazy now. So uh, yeah, I think we'll be good. It'll be great. All right, that's gonna wind down the. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn post show. Uh, but, Brayden, one more time, let us plug where they can listen to Up Next and where they can go to s- subscribe. Yes, uh, postwrestling.com. We watch NXT every Wednesday night, and we, you, me and Davey usually record uh, Thursday mornings when we roll out of bed, and then we upload it. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us some reviews. Give us some ratings. Let us know how you like it. Uh, we are on Twitter. I am on Twitter and Instagram at the Bray D. Uh, I post a lot of stupid things on there. And Davy is at Davy Portman. Um, yeah, if you like NXT or maybe you don't really watch it, I got a lot of people who say they don't even watch it, but they like listening to us talk about it. And you guys live you, fun lives. Yeah, we're all right. Um, and 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 there's there's. I feel like the wrestling this year in 2018 has been the best pro wrestling year like if you whether you watch new japan or you don't or you strictly watch main roster stuff it's still been fine i I just i love nxt i do this because i really enjoy the product and just like this show tonight it was just a lot of fun to watch and that's what wrestling should be fun so listen to us every thursday uh we'll talk about power rangers more i'm sure but uh thank you up next every thursday i love all the listeners i get messages all the time and i appreciate it and to our our mj from nj letting us pick a fan a listener of our show to go to take over tonight live uh thank you very much and uh shout out mike the winner and uh yeah i don't know what else to say yes thank you to davy for joining us yeah thank you to mj for the the spare ticket right and our winner and thank you to you uh to for coming over and hanging out with me today. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, we had a lot of fun. And I met your King Maxwell. You did. You met you met Max. And uh, this was the... Uh, you and I hang out tonight. This was the, the primer because we're going on a road trip together in this two weeks. This is very true. Wow, I'm super excited for that. Uh, I can't find the vest Ferris Bueller wears in the movie. It's really hard to find. So hopefully when we're there, I'll find it because I just want to go around Chicago looking as fresh as I can. I've never Maybe you need a, a Velveteen Dream wardrobe. For I need that one trip. of those sweaters. Uh, those biggie sweaters are very expensive, John. Uh, like the one he was mocking is a lot of money. So uh, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. We're both really excited to travel with you and Wei. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think it will be. We'll get into some trouble, I'm sure, and eat a lot of deep dish pizza. So uh, yeah, anyone in Chicago listening and you're going to All In, like let us know and the StarCast and all that because I know a few people want to Meet up and yeah, we're we're going like to be that. doing the the live recording of the Ask Away podcast the Saturday morning, September first at ten a.m. Right, and then after that, uh, Braden and Davey are going to be hanging out with us. We're, we're going to have our own booth. You can come hang out with us, grab some stickers. Someone uh, needs to help me meet Macaulay Culkin at Starcast. He's going to be there. Someone yes. needs to help me out there. I need to meet Kevin from Home Alone. Um, yeah, if you if you're in, Chicago, are we going to the house? If we get to John, do you want to go to the Home Alone house? I would love to go to the house. Are we going to the house? I'm down. Are you? Lo- don't joke. A hundred percent, I'll go. Okay, all right. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh, ever. let's go to the house then. Oh, I'm super. Ex- I'm more excited for that now than I am. Oh, man, this is like your Aqua. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, I want to go to the Home Alone house. Yes. All right, now I'm super pumped. Uh, yeah, come come say hello in Chicago if you're there. So lots of stuff that we'll be uh, pumping out that weekend if you are part of the the post wrestling family. And this is our first of four straight nights of shows. Way and I are back Sunday night after SummerSlam with the SummerSlam post show, Monday night with Rewind to Raw, and then we'll cap it off Tuesday night with Rewind to SmackDown and the double shot for members of the Post Wrestling Cafe. 
And then Thursday, up next, catch it every Thursday with Braden and Davey. That is it. Thank you for listening to our NXT TakeOver Brooklyn post show. It's lit. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.